Welcome to the Optimized Mom Podcast, where we explore strategies for trading burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion for simplicity, efficiency, and joy. Why? Because I want you to have the time and energy to care for yourself, have fun with your family, and share your sparkle with the world. Well, hey there, Anissa here, and I am excited to chat today about the need to ask for permission, or rather, the fact that you don't need to be asking for permission. Um, First, a little background as to why this came up in the first place. Um, I spoke at a homeschool conference recently. My topic was um, that taking a more minimalist approach to your homeschool would help you save time and money and your sanity and all this great stuff. And I got lots of really nice comments after the presentation, but there was one in particular that stuck out where someone said basically, Anissa Hartline Orsino gave me permission to pull back and minimalize my homeschool while I worked on minimalizing the rest of our home. And then the very same day, I got a comment um, in my, my uh, what I call the mama's lounge, where I have some, some freebies and some stuff for sale and people can kind of chat back to me. And someone left a comment um, in response to the question, What's, what do you think is most challenging about being a mom? And this person said, being given the time to pursue things just for me. And having these two comments come in so close to each other really just hit me that, you know, here we have two fully grown, totally capable matriarchs of their families, like super women, and that they were, uh, in a sense, wanting permission, waiting for someone else to give them permission to do something that they wanted to do. And I point this out not because I want to shame anyone or, um, you know, make anyone feel bad in any way. Cause I said me too. And then that is messed up, <laughs> right? This is messed up. So I've been thinking a lot about where this need to ask for permission comes from, because if you're a woman who's constantly asking for permission, you are not alone. Society has conditioned us to be this way. Um, historically, women have not had a lot of power. Uh, even today, in many places in the world, women's rights are shockingly limited to the point where we don't get to choose what we wear or whether or not we can be educated or whether or not we can do things like drive or travel alone. And even in the United States, we, we keep fighting for equal rights and we're, we're darn better than we used to be. Uh, we don't have to have co-signers for credit cards <laughs> anymore like we did as recently as 1974. A male had to help a female sign up for a credit card, which is wild. Um, but we do have this millennia of history where we really did need permission to do things. And we add to that fact this idea that we evolved to live in tribes. And that if you were exiled from your tribe because you failed to uphold the social norms, probably meant that you died. You know, you don't have people helping you hunter and gather, hunter, hunt and gather and all that stuff. And you didn't do well. So we needed to fit into society. Asking for permission is, is bred into us. 
And then we reinforce it even today. So we have to, as children, ask our parents for permission to do pretty much anything. And that desire to, to attach to your parents and, and to do what they want you to do is really strong. That's, again, it's, it's evolution. <laughs> we need to please our parents to make sure that they keep taking care of us. Um, then we go to school. And in school, you need to ask your teacher if you want to speak or if you want to go to the bathroom or, again, if you want to do pretty much anything. And then by the time you're an adult, you know how to put your own needs and your desires on the back burner if they conflict with anything an authority figure wants you to do. And then when those needs pop up because they want to be expressed, they compete with our desire to be ladylike. And what does ladylike mean? It means we're being timid and polite and humble and helpful and selfless and accommodating. So we've been trained to think that others know what's best for us. And consciously or unconsciously, we're worrying about being judged or looked down on for being the wrong kind of lady if we assert ourselves. And then we have these millennia of, uh, of socialization on what it means to be a woman and what women can and can't do. I mean, come on. It's no wonder that we are hesitant to take charge and make decisions for ourselves. But now we have an even bigger problem <laughs> because if you want to conform in this day and age, you're in trouble. I mean, it was hard enough to adapt to society standards and gain permission when you lived in a tiny village and everybody pretty much had the same ideas about life. But these days, you're not just conforming with what your dad or your neighbor or what your best friend thinks. You have opinions and examples from people all over the world. And because you've been socialized not to trust yourself, to fit in, to adapt to your surroundings, you are now trying to accomplish the impossible task of fitting in with all those people, the people on Instagram and that blogger that you like and that podcast that you listen to. All of these people have things to say and you want to conform and fit in and follow their advice. And it's impossible because all of these people that we're consulting wouldn't even agree. So we have noise coming from everywhere and we could literally consult people all around the world looking for what to do next. And it is paralyzing. I remember for myself, the, the incident for me that really stands out with for this particular problem was when uh, I had a, a baby who was coming up on six months and did not sleep. And I was just sure that someone had the right answer about how to get my little darling to sleep. <laughs> and I remember going to the library. This is such like... I have such compassion for my past self because I'm thinking about poor, sleepy, <laughs> poor, sleepy Anissa going to the library. And I checked out literally every book that the library had on sleep training. And I brought them all home. And I remember just sitting and reading them and crying because I was so tired. And I, I just knew there was a solution, but all the solutions were different. Nobody agreed. Um, and I, trying to put their conflicting advice into practice was, was ridiculous. I didn't trust my mother's intuition. I didn't ask myself what I needed. I just abdicated responsibility and looked for an expert. And I ended up more confused than I had been when I started. And I know I'm not the only person 
who has found myself lost like this, not knowing what to do as we look for the right answer and then the permission to put it into practice. So I just want to chat for a minute about the truth about this permission that we're seeking. The truth is, my friend, that you are in charge of your life and you've always been in charge of your life. You already know what's best for you. You already know what you like and what you don't like and your opinion is the only one that truly matters. Others don't know how you should think or feel or believe or any of that other stuff. And wow, even saying that out loud, (laughs) it sounds nice. I'm not sure even for me that it always feels true, you know, but let's just sit with that for a second. What if you were the authority? What if you really did know better than everybody else? Yeah, I think you might. And of course, there are consequences to granting ourselves permission to making these decisions. Other people could disagree with you. They could be disappointed. They could be confused by your choices. They could criticize you even openly in front of people. Um, And if you're not following the advice of somebody else and you make your own decision, you don't have a scapegoat. There's no one that you can blame if things don't go the way that you want. And this can feel really scary. This can almost feel like it's worth it to, um, to keep asking for permission, to keep looking outside yourself for what to do. But the consequences to always looking to somebody else, I think are worse because what you're doing when you're doing this is you're eroding your own self-esteem and your own self-trust. You are silencing your inner voice. You are giving away your power. You are prevented from reaching your goals and doing the things that you want to do. And probably worst of all, it leads to this sense of powerlessness and these feelings of resentment and frustration and guilt, you know, because you, you know, you're not living the life that you could be living. You're irritated by the people who are, are keeping you down, so to speak, um, because they're not giving you the permission that you want. Why not make today the day that you decide to trade the one set of consequences for the other ones? You know, you're, you're going to be 50, 50 either way. You're gonna have some happiness and some unhappiness either way, but boy, wouldn't it feel better for all of us to be in the driver's seat? Decide that you'll have your own back, be your own best friend, no matter what. Decide that you can own your choices and trust that no one knows better than you, for you, than you do. So if you're you're feeling this, if you're with me, let's chat about how we could break the habit of asking for permission. Because as I said, we're going to try to overcome millennia of societal norms and decades of our own social conditioning to do this. And it's going to feel a little awkward. The first thing that I would suggest is that we think about cultivating quiet, because if you haven't listened to your own voice in a while, it might be hard to hear it. Uh, We don't have a lot of silence in our world these days. You know, there's just constant, constant things begging for our attention. And, And you really could be listening to or reading or looking at something at all times of the day. So 
why not begin to build in some spots in your day where you have zero inputs competing for your attention? Now, I know this is hard when you have little ones in the house because they're competing for your attention, but are you filling every quiet moment with a podcast or a TikTok video or a text with a friend? Take some time, zero inputs to ask yourself, what do I really want? Really visualize how you want your life to look. Write it down in a journal or dictate it into a voice recorder. Um, I love, you know, if, if I'm really having trouble getting clarity on a situation, I might get up in the morning and meditate while I'm still kind of, you know, fresh before I've looked at my phone, before I have any inputs coming in. And then just ask myself, you know, what do I think is the solution here? I also uh, sometimes like doing sort of stream of consciousness journaling. I think we probably talked on the podcast before about Julia Cameron's morning pages that she uh, she suggested we we try in her book The Artist's Way. And this is just three, I believe it is three longhand pages of writing. And a lot of times, just writing and even you know just writing the same question over and over. Or brainstorming stupid answers. A lot of times it's fun to brainstorm. Um, I make myself brainstorm at least 10 solutions for a problem. And even, you know, the, the more outlandish, the better. Uh, just to sort of get your brain, your creative juices flowing. So writing about it might help. I love going outside on a solo walk. You know, my kids are big enough now... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, I can, even if dad's not home, I can go walk around the cul-de-sac. I have even been known to walk around my backyard in a circle. My husband says I look like a caged lion. But a lot of times the act of just moving, being outside in the sunshine with nothing to listen to, nothing to do, uh, it just gives me a little bit of clarity. So look for these places in your life where you can have some quiet. So in addition to finding that quiet, take some time to get clear on what your big picture is. What values are important to you? What is your why for life? Why do you do what you do? If you haven't taken any time recently to think about those kind of bigger questions, why you're here, what's most important to you, what values you prize all above others, it can be hard to make decisions because if you don't know who you are, then it is much easier to take someone else's advice and put that into practice. It is hard to trust yourself if you don't know who you are and what's important to you. So take some time to, um, to dig into that. Uh, I'd also suggest that you approach your solutions with curiosity. Learn to be your own best friend when you make a mistake. So if you've had these decades of relying on someone else's judgment to make a decision, um, the thought for choose, of choosing for yourself can be really paralyzing. So let's lower the stakes a little bit. Start approaching solutions just as experiments. You're going to try something and who knows what's going to happen. Let's be curious about what's going to happen, how things are going to turn out. This is just a chance for you to collect some data and see what happens. This doesn't need to be life or death. Lower the stakes for yourself. If this experiment that you're doing doesn't turn out the way you wanted, fantastic. 
you have more information. You know something that didn't work. You've learned something important. Your approach might've been a failure. You're not a failure. Be kind to yourself no matter what and try something different. I'd also suggest that you remember that this doesn't mean that you can't consult others ever again, that you can't get advice from a trusted mentor or friend. If, if you've, you've done all of the things that we talked about above, if you, know, you, you got quiet, you, you are clear on what's important to you, what your values are, what your why for life is, you've, you've got some solutions, but you're having trouble deciding what to do first or something, and you really still feel stuck, you can still consult someone else, but don't assume that these people know any better than you do. You are the number one authority on your own life and you know best, always. Just keep repeating that until it feels true for you. So if you're gonna do this, start small. For today, just notice the urge to seek an answer from somewhere else, maybe from your spouse, from a trusted friend, from some kind of expert, and just get quiet and ask yourself instead, Notice when you want to do something and something inside says, I can't. Ask yourself, why not? Pay attention to the voice in your head that says, you should do this. And go ahead and reply, why? Or I don't want to. Notice the urge to ask for permission and practice giving it to yourself. This is huge. These are things that you can do today. And I said a minute ago, you know, you're the only, you are the authority on your own life and you know best. If that feels really untrue for you, maybe practice speaking it like a little affirmation. I like to sometimes schedule uh, different things that I'm trying to think on purpose to pop up as little uh, pop-ups on my home screen, kind of like notifications. Um, sometimes I'll set them as my iPad or phone's wallpaper. Uh, something like, I know best what is best for me, or I give myself permission to blah, blah, blah. Like any other habit that you have kicked in life, you can kick the habit of asking for permission. I promise. So before I go today, I just wanted to, to give you a little visual, something to imagine as you're moving into taking charge of your own life and giving yourself your own permission. I like to imagine that we've each got this suitcase that we carry through life. And it is one of those giant ones. We've all packed the suitcase before, the one that you get to the airport and you already regret that you took this with you, that it's, it's full of all the essentials, but it's also full of all kinds of junk that you're carrying around with you that you don't need. I want you to imagine that your permission slip for anything and everything you'd like to do in life is already there in that giant suitcase at the bottom, underneath a bunch of junk like your parents' opinions and those people on social media that you're trying to emulate and those things that you think you should be doing. You already have this permission slip. It is the ultimate hall pass. It gives you permission to trust yourself and do what you think is right. And if you want to just pull it out, get rid of some of that other stuff, you could put that in a little carry-on with a little bit of self-love 
and a little bit of courage and move into the position where you're taking charge of your own life. No one knows better than you do. Go ahead and make choices that are in alignment with who you are and what you want out of life. Be brave and trust yourself and no more asking for permission, seeking permission, being grateful for permission from anyone else. You don't need it. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon.